Warning. The following podcast contains two morons talking about sophisticated subject matter, like ninus and hoo-hahs. Also, a few whoopsie-daisies and at least one house or ante. If you don't have a strong stomach, you know where the door is. Right. On with the shenanigans, then. The podcast which you are about to hear is an account of the tragedy which befell two washed-up losers. In particular, Court Psyops and his immature co-host, Matt. It was all the more tragic in that they were uncultured morons. But had they lived very, very full lives, they could not have expected nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see each week. For them, an idiotic podcast show became a nightmare. The events of each week were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. What is Psyops? Psyops for psychological operations is very simply the art of influencing how people feel and think and ultimately how they behave and what they do. You don't have to defeat the enemy on the battlefield. It's better if you can convince the enemy to do what you want him to do without having to fight him. And that's really the intent behind Psyops, to convince people to do what you want them to do. So how does PSYOPs fit into what's happening now? The two points I'd like to make with you and the audience is that, first and foremost, PSYOPs save lives. The second thing I'd like to say, a lot of people have misconception about PSYOPs. They think it's something devious and brainwashing. say you don't know exactly what's going on right now, but we do know that there are some psyops going on, right? Ma'am, I don't know. Cinema psyops. And I believe with all of my heart that it is a contributing factor to our juvenile delinquency of today. Why I believe that is because I know how it feels. I know what it does to you. Cinema psyops. They think it's something devious and brainwashing. to the 263rd consecutive week of something dangerous and brainwashing that is Cinema PsyOps. I am your host, Court. I know it's been said a million times in the intro, but this is just so you can hear my voice and understand my words and know that it is Court who is speaking for all you new folks out there. And speaking of new folks, I've got Matt on the line. Hello, my name is Matt. I am okay with anything this podcast does to me. I'm in no way brainwashed. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, people think I'm joking, but that's really what this show is all about. I want to see how many people I can persuade to my way of thinking. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of been your goal since I've known you. (laughs) In everything I do, I want to sway as many people as I can into my way of thinking. That is, that I mean, it's kind of true. When I was much (laughs) younger and much hotter, it was much easier to sway people to my will. Yeah, because they would they would follow the sexiness of my being, and now that I'm kind of old and distinguished, I have to switch gears and act more like the wizened wizard, and I don't think I can pull that off. No, you don't have the patience. What the fuck made you say that? You better answer me right the fuck now. Oh, right. There we go. There yeah. we go. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm a little on edge this week, Matt. <laughs> hey, buddy, how's it going? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like we still got it. I mean, fucking six years of this bullshit. Are, are, is anybody t- everybody else tired of this? They got 
gotta be right. Are you guys sick of us yet? I don't think they are. I think they're fine. Everyone's <laughs> happy. Are you sure they don't want us to quit? Like, I mean, seriously, dude. I mean, do you, you guys just listen to this every week just so you can say that you listen to it? Like, why are you still putting up with us? Maybe they find us still entertaining. I mean, we we have terrible opinions about ourselves. So, um, oh, you know what it that. is? It's people who love self deprecating humor, dude. That's who's listening to us. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, that's the only people who w- w- would ever like us. <laughs> They're like, they make me feel better about myself because they hate themselves way more than I do. You mean it's cool to just hate yourself now? Yay. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, man, it's always been pretty fucking cool to hate yourself. We attract a very distinct audience of nihilistic and or Gen Xers or a mixture of both. Yeah. Like the ideal that would listen to Cinema PsyOps on a car trip would be like an older nihilist person and like their Gen X progeny that is also nihilistic. But the older nihilistic person is older and nihilistic because of like the shit that they saw go down in their time. And they've just kind of already given up and it's only gotten worse since they've gotten older. So like they've given up even more. And then there's the Gen Xer that just wants to fucking go on nihilistic rants all the goddamn time, which is basically you and me. Yeah. (laughs) And like, so it's basically like our parents and us on a car ride so they can listen to people like you and I and be like, wow, they sound just like you to, <laughs> to everybody else. And people are, you know, and also maybe, you know, people had kids later in life. So now there's some little kids going, hey, mom, dad, what's an Eiffel Tower? And they're like, just don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like there is this a homeschooling scenario where they just don't yeah. want to teach their kids shit? Yeah, or or you know, my, like you know, mom, dad, what's the, the what's the St. Louis special? And they're like, you know, just don't worry about it. Wait, are you Re- talking? Are you talking sexual position stuff or going to go see things like to yes. take trips? Yes, both, all, everything. You know, we're, we're we cover everything. It's a vast variety of things that we cover on this show. We talk about sophisticated subjects like two very uneducated, idiotic people. <laughs> We we talk with the kind of confidence and know-it-all attitude only two middle-aged white men can. <laughs> oh, you know what? Then that makes me want to step on a soapbox here for a second. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm listening. No, I'm serious here. This is yeah. what we need. This is something that I need to talk about. So I'm gonna yeah, have my get off my lawn moment here, but it's not uh, gonna be right. the way that people are gonna think it's gonna be. Oh, right. I, I, I can't wait now. <laughs> all right, no, no, this. This is this is very fucking serious. This is an issue that is near and dear to my heart, Matt. All right. I'm listening, man. Let's go. All right. Everybody's been weighing in on that wet ass pussy song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't Yeah, you're right. I did not expect it to go here. Let's hear it. Did I or did I not say this was a subject that was near and dear to my heart? And can you or can you not see when a song is written about moisture? vaginas why i would be such a fan of course all right so i'm gonna come out clearly on the side of i love that song i think it's brilliantly written and i love the provocative sexuality of it where it's a woman proclaiming her power with her wet ass pussy yes i think it's fucking brilliant and i just need to say that now i saw all of these fucking memes from like the ben shapiro stuff and i'm like i i I hadn't listened to the song and i'm like okay well i want to get the rudest most uncut version of the song that's available and then i'm like oh so there's a video with that version which is going to be even more you know sort of raunchy and out there and go for it and it was fucking incredible (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I was shocked. I was like, this is not my normal kind of thing, but God, this is so well put together. And you know what? I can see why a man who is terrified of his ability to perform sexually would get so fucking offended by that song and call it vulgar. What, what are you talking about? Are you talking about me? <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> Well, no, they're not. That's the thing is all they're talking about is how good they are at sex. And that terrifies fucking panicky little boys. It fucking, it surely does. I mean, it it, it, it for fucking Shapiro just to play himself out like that. uh, I mean, we all now know he's never satisfied a woman in his Uh, entire life. Right. Have you seen, I I posted this in the psychosemantic group, but I should have totally posted it in the cinema psyops group as well. Did you seen the GoFundMe that is like for a cause? No, not yet. Okay. I'm still filtering through all these uh, Uh, memes. uh, Shapiro's wife. I think it's, is it Mo? I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't know. Dr. Dry Pussy, apparently. Whoa. Whoa. Too far. This is not her fault. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, she agreed with him and gave him an out. So fuck it. She she made herself part of this. Did she, or did he just say she did? Uh, you, you know that's that could be too. All right. So there's a, <laughs> there's a GoFundMe that originated. It was basically get Mrs. Shapiro a Hitachi wand. Oh yeah, because that'll get shit done. Right. So they were going to raise 150 dollars for her to get a Hitachi wand. That happened in a matter of moments. So the person who organized the fundraiser then upped it to a Sibian machine that was like 1500 yeah and then he was like let's see if we can take this to another level because like they feel so bad for her apparently well, i mean wouldn't you just say it right now i know we don't normally talk about topical stuff but this is like the entertainment tonight news version of psyop news that we're gonna can start I, off the show with can i also tell you i never would have heard this song because i'm so far out of the loop of anything that's cool because again i'm middle-aged and I just don't know. I would never have known about this unless they made a big deal about it. That's always the way it goes. Forever in time, that's always been the way it goes. If you don't make a big deal out of it, it's usually not a big deal. Well, yeah. So on behalf of uh, her record sales, congratulations, you're idiots. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I might have just become a fan of hers. I don't know. I'm going to have to check out some of her other stuff because it was never really the style of music I went for. But no, I, I mean, that, but fuck fucking, it. that fucking song does it for me. I'm just saying. Have you, Court, masturbated to that song? No, but I'm looking for an even more <laughs> uncensored version of the video and maybe. All right. We're going to stop fucking around. Now, why are we talking right. about... Uh, but ass pussies, it's, you know... Right. Why are we, why are we talking about that and then the power of femininity in women? Because it's, it's cheerleaders, cheerleaders Wild Weekend. Yeah, it's Cheerleaders Wild Weekend, man. <laughs> All right. Let's stop fucking around. Let's stop uh, dreaming of wet ass pussy and talk about Cheerleaders Wild Weekend. We're going to take a let's little break. Let's stop dreaming of it and living it. <laughs> Would that I fucking could, Matt. excuse me Uh, so we're gonna play the legion gofundme promo we're gonna have a little bit of music that fits with the weird wackiness that is cheerleaders wild weekend and when we come back we will have the trailer this is bo from legionpodcasts.com hey it's been a crazy time and when the world gets nuts we're happy to offer some old-fashioned podcast entertainment but for some folks getting a laugh out of a show isn't really helping these days People who depend on tips in their bartending jobs or have been put on furlough with no pay till the worst of this coronavirus threat has passed. That's a tough spot. That's why we set up a GoFundMe for members of our community, a sort of grand scale take a penny, leave a penny. For people like myself, for whom the recent disruptions haven't kicked us out of work, well, we can drop a few of those extra pennies in the GoFundMe jar. For those who are directly affected by recent events, and find themselves looking for money to pay the electric bill or keep the water on, 
Well, how about you give me a shout at Bo, B-O, at legionpodcasts.com. Let me know the situation and what you need, and we'll do our best to make life a little easier. And you can find links to the GoFundMe on the front page of legionpodcasts.com, on our Facebook group page, or on Twitter at Legion Podcasts, where it's the pinned tweet. For those of you who are able, thanks in advance for chipping in. And members of our community who need a hand, hey, here we are. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and we're all going to get through this together. Legion isn't just a name, it's who we are. Thanks for listening to all the shows here on Legion Podcasts, and we'll talk to you soon. spooky a little wacky a little weird a little offbeat and what the fuck is this all trying to be that's what i was trying to fit with the music i think i did okay yeah i think you did well (laughs) probably about as best as i could now you want to talk about a little wacky a little spooky a little weird wait to hear the fucking trailer at last a warm sensitive touching story about the close personal relationship between 15 girls and their bus driver. The respect of a farmer for his chicken. The love of a people for their government. $2 million, $5 car! It's the cheerleaders' wild weekend. You can take them away for a weekend, but then just try to let them go. Who would have thought it could be so much fun? All right, now rally, rally, rally! Sally Lucent, out on the runway and into your heart. some of you out there who feel that 15 naked cheerleaders are not all that exciting well ho ho on you cheerleaders wild weekend will prove you wrong jason williams star of flesh gordon crinda bell star of alice in wonderland and the girls from pierce holt and darwell high in Cheerleaders Wild Weekend. It'll grab you by the pom poms. <laughs> Holy shit.
Here's the thing, Matt. I yeah. feel like that trailer is the most accurate representation of this movie that they could have possibly come up with. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, oddly specific. It tells you exactly what you're going to get with this movie. It shows you pretty much everything and you get the overall tone out of the trailer so much better. There's nothing to be all that shocked and surprised at whenever this movie hits. And yet everything you see, you're still like, I can't believe they just did that. Yeah. Um, this, this movie takes you, it takes you on an emotional roller coaster. Well, let's fucking hop in, man. (laughs) All right. Well, the first 20 minutes of Cheerleaders Wild Weekend. Well, guess what? It starts with the first clip. I have your attention, judges and PTA volunteers to the finals of this year's high school cheerleaders contest. Our three schools will arrive tomorrow along with their chaperone, Miss McDougal. Remember, we're responsible for the safety and the morals of these kids while they're here. Now, if you will open your folders, we'll start with Pierce High. It's a nice middle-class school. This will be its third consecutive year here. Next is Polk High. It's one of our uh, tougher schools, but I'm sure these are all fine young ladies. And you've all heard of Darwell High, where some of the finest families in the state send their children. God, my dears, what an effort this whole thing is going to be. Can you imagine a weekend in Sacramento? Boring. Not much to look forward to, is it? A ride on a bus? Slumming it with that polyester double-lid crowd from Pierce? <laughs> Kel trash, eh? Let me remind you that there is a long-standing rivalry among these three schools, so let's hope we'll all get along like one big happy family. We wouldn't want anything to happen. All right, so we got to meet all the girls, and if, of course, it's three cross-sections. It's like the inner-city school, the middle-class school, and then, of course, the rich people school. So can we, can we talk about this for a second? Of course. It's the racially segregated parts of the city. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. Right, right. This was, this may have been like late 70s, early 80s in the time frame that this movie takes place and or happens in, but this is still very much the leftover portions of economic segregation of the city. Yeah. And in case you had any question about what kind of movie this is going to be, during this whole entire monologue, you see girls in showers and and, and they're naked. So, you know, just so everyone's ready. What are you trying to infer with that statement? That this is one of those movies where people are going to be naked and it's exploitation Okay. That's fine. Go ahead. All right. I don't know. What would you think I was inferring? I don't know, sir, but I'll allow it. All right. So uh, the ladies get on their bus, and there's plenty of animosity between the girls there. Uh, as they're driving, we see this guy driving, uh, and it's a farmer with his chicken. And, um, it's the, fuck. All right. So it's a farmer. <laughs> I knew I was going to get through this one. Uh, it's a farmer with his chicken, and they all decide to take turns to see which school could turn them on the most. And um, the one of the hoity-toity girls just decides to go full bore and just flashes up her whole tits, and he runs himself off the road with his chicken uh, taken out of a vegetable stand. This competition thing was actually yeah. pretty sexy, what they were doing. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to comment on this. For a film of this type of nature with the sexploitation and exploitation, they actually show young girls expressing their sexuality and realizing that they can manipulate men with their hotness and make them do stupid things like crash their truck because they won't pay attention. Yeah. This, can I just... This is the way you do it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Can, can I just say... I? 
I I just enjoyed the joke. Right. And it's the guy was choking his chicken. <laughs> well, sort of, but he says, Gertrude, you know, but, don't look yeah, at this and he's he's pretending he's riding with his Right. He's choking he's got his hand on his, his cock. cock. Yeah. His hands on yeah, his he's cock gonna, the whole time. I mean, come on. No, no. This is great. Right. I'm not saying it's not funny. I'm not saying that the joke doesn't work. I'm just saying it's like everything else with the exploitation and all that they're doing, the way that they're doing the joke is it's women using their sexuality to manipulate men who are clueless and helpless in their power. That's how you fucking do it. That's what's truly funny. Well, later on, uh, it's nighttime and the bus driver's driving and they see a cop there with some other guys and apparently the road's blocked. They pull him over to the side of the road and they ask the driver to come up. Uh, as the police officer is talking to the driver about some of the flooding they had, all of a sudden a man comes up behind him and knocks him out. Uh, they... Both those men then get on the bus and tell the girls that they had to replace their driver and that they'll get to their uh, destination in no time. Uh, and they drive the uh, drive away. Um, we see a little bit of a flashback. We see the guys are uh, the guy who's dressed as a cop is a washed up QB. Um, the uh, guy who's driving the bus now is a hothead wide receiver. And they also had, they showed some guy who was an idiot lineman who couldn't even, like, open up his locker. (laughs) He was mad. (laughs) Yeah. And they were cut from their teams. So, you know, there you go. Uh, uh, So we kind of get the idea of what these guys are and maybe what their beef might be. uh, As in, you know, want to make some money. Uh, so they drive the girls to this kind of remote cabin, and there's a vicious kind of dog out there, uh, and they tells the girls, everyone get off the bus one at a time, and then, uh, you know, get on to, get into the house. So the girls do as told, they're told to take out mattresses, set them on the floor, and everyone sit down. Uh, then we see the girl's chaperone take off her kind of conservative look, and she is actually one of this crew who has taken these girls hostage. Yeah, this is clearly kidnappers. She's one of the kidnappers. Yep. Um, So they call themselves the National American Army of Freedom. And um, they tell the girls to take off their shoes and their socks. Uh, So they do so. Uh, This 20 minutes ends, the first 20 minutes, with a radio guy reading a message that the group sent so that the group knows that everyone knows that they have the girls. All right. All right. All right. right. So the setup is pretty decent. My biggest complaint that I have so far on the first 20 minutes is I feel like the film should have opened with the football folks losing their shit. We learned learned they're bad guys as soon as they step on the bus. I feel like that moment would pay off so much better if the opening of the film is the fall of the football folks. You make it Sort of like a dream or whatever it's going to be, and then and then you go into the principal announcing. I liked how they did the principal, like uh, or right. administrator, or whatever, announcing the teams. Right. I thought that was uh, a great way for an introduction. I right. really did. I thought that was well done. Right. I'm totally fine with that. The thing that's like the history that's what's setting them up. Just before, like all the stuff that them on the bus when they go there, and all the stuff that's intercut where they're taking the girls, and they give you that that little piece of information as to why they may be doing this. That starts the film. It's just a matter of seconds. It's like this weird thing. That people will be like, what the fuck was that? And yeah. then um, from there, you then go into the whole monologue about the cheerleaders and then you have nudity and you get people's attention still. But like you just yeah. do weird shit for like the first couple of seconds. The reason it works better that way is because then if you don't pay attention to it, when the people get on the bus and they take the girls hostage and they knock the bus driver out, you don't care why they're doing it there anyway. But if you know ahead of time, like way, way ahead of time why they're doing it, it makes them that much more sinister because you're like, holy shit, they have a vendetta against cheerleaders. Yeah, holy shit. What did the cheerleaders do to them? Right. I mean, 
mean happened like, here? Right. So something along those lines, and then you have them take them to the fucking the fucking Can cabin and have them do question. all that. Yeah. The lead girl for the middle class school was she in Friday the Thirteenth Part Three or no Two Part Two? The lead girl that I think you're talking about that you think was in Friday the Thirteenth. I don't think she's. She was a part of the couple who they decided to check out Camp Blood, found like the animal corpse, and the cop found him. Yeah, no, that's not her. That's, that's not, not the her. Same okay, girl. No. I, it looked like her. Right. So I've seen her somewhere, though. Yeah, you saw her in the first meatballs, dude. Yes. Thank you. Okay. All right. We're cool. I knew it was something with camping. I just automatically went with slasher film. Yeah. Uh, Kristen DeBell is who I'm thinking you're you're talking about there, but she was in Meatballs, and that's probably where you recognize her from. Exactly. No. Nope. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Um, she's been in a ton of different stuff, but the thing about her is that she looks super young or looks super young for a good portion of her life. She's like in her mid to whatever 20s um, in the 80s and playing like 12 and 13 and 15 and 16 year olds and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird, but yeah, no, I get Well, you. that's because she looks super, super young, but she, Meatballs yeah. is the thing that you definitely recognize her from. She was actually in a pornographic uh, version of Alice in Wonderland um, shortly well, that makes sense. Before this, if you hear it in the trailer, they said Alice in Wonderland. That's the adult version of it, and she played Alice. Yeah, yeah I, I figured when they said from Alice in Wonderland, I'm like, well, that's probably going to be an adult version of that. <laughs> right. So that's kind of, yeah, okay. Alice in Wonderland and X-rated musical fantasy from 1976. And then three years later is when she ended up in. Um, I mean, when they announced the other guy from Flesh Gordon. Right. So. Meatballs. And yeah, Flesh Gordon was also a porn star, obviously. Yeah. We'll dig into that a little bit more as well. I just kind of wanted to bring that kind of stuff up. So that's the only real big frustrating thing. Otherwise, I think this is a solid opening 20 minutes. I think they yeah. did a really good job here so far. So. So let's move on. Everyone's introduction and we got to the action fast, oh. you know, of the kidnapping, all that shit. One of the kidnappers is sort of like a baby faced guy who's like playing like sweet kidnapper, like where he's, yeah, he's play playing the quarterback's younger brother. Right. He's the he's the sugar pimp one of the quarterback's younger brother. Um, yeah. He is actually from the Hills Have Eyes. You probably would recognize him from that. Oh, OK. He was also the younger brother because he's a baby faced dude that uh, was the survivor brother. It was like him and then the uh, the sister the blonde sister and him because they were like the two youngest and they're the only ones that really survive out of the family and except for the dad who has to save his baby but you know what i'm talking about yeah i hear you <laughs> he's like the um, one of the two t- blonde headed people that survive <laughs> one, of the, one of those white folk who always seem to survive something yeah um so uh all right so then we sp- uh, we spent the next 20 minutes uh it's kind of the next day and the girls want some breakfast uh one of the girls says she's hungry so the wide receiver dude pretty much is offering her his dick um the quarterback kind of puts a stop to that uh tells him you know you gotta settle the fuck down um so he asks if any of the girls can make breakfast uh of course the idiot lineman says he knows how to cook and it's like okay dude that's not what he meant so three of the girls are making breakfast and uh one girl has her friend start a fight with the girl who's like making some eggs and while they're fighting and the young guy is trying to separate them the young brother she this other girl put her up to it she grabs a fork and hides it so now already there's things starting you know they're trying to decide how to move away from this um the uh Group listens to a radio message and they hear the message that they send out, so they know now that everyone kind of knows. Um, the quarterback says, "Don't worry, everyone. Within 24 hours, this will all be over. They'll have their money and they'll be free." And then the wide receiver has to say, "Well, if somebody asks what they don't pay you, then the wide receiver says, then no matter what, in 24 hours, it's going to be over." Obviously, stating that 
they'll kill him. Pretty much, yeah. Yes. Well, there's a press conference, and there's no more capitalistic of a press conference than what we're about to have in our next clip. I have a, a brief statement here that the governor has personally oh, asked for the citizens of the state. I know that every citizen of our state joins with me in expressing my heartfelt sympathy to the families of the 15 girls who were so ruthlessly abducted last night. I know, too, that they share with me a sense of outrage at this cruel and unprovoked act against these innocent girls. I want to assure you that every effort is being made to locate the girls and to bring them home. In the meantime, our prayers are with each and every one of you. What about the ransom? Obviously, obviously, the state cannot be a party to the payment of any ransom. That would be illegal. Two million dollars! Find our daughters! However, the governor has introduced emergency legislation that will make it possible for you parents to borrow your share of the ransom money from the state at a very low rate of interest. Interest rate? What the hell are you talking about? Interest rate? My daughter's on there. Of course, of course, you will have to pass the standard credit check. Credit check? Are you serious? What are you talking about? Well, I'm sure if the governor were here himself that he would agree with me that perhaps you should have had the foresight to save someone on a rainy day. Stalin's what you Wow, I'm so glad that things have gotten so much better in America now that we don't have to worry about ruthless government officials just passing the buck and pretending like they can't spend any money to save any citizens, not because they don't want to, not because it's policy not to give money to terrorists, but maybe because it just wouldn't be right. It's the moral principle. But if you would like to do it, the state will gladly loan you money on a very nice interest loan, provided that you you know, pass a credit check for, you know, the lives of children. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just so grateful that states wouldn't, you know, sacrifice the lives of children in an effort to save budget. And then run as uh, the pro-life candidates. Right. That would never happen. That would never happen here. Never. Now. Now. I mean, it was like that then in this movie. Then. I mean, that, then yeah. yeah. But that's that was bad times. We're it, Things are better now. Yeah. We're, we're way better. Fuck. All right. Anyway, let's stop lying. Oh, uh, God damn it. <laughs> All right, all right, game face, Matt. Game face. I can't. I can't hold it anymore. Fucking do it, game face. All right. Anyway, things are fine. Everything's fine. I don't know why everybody's having such a problem. Um, <laughs> we we have a problem. In the last twenty minutes, we introduced the DJ who is played by Leon Isaac Kennedy, who uh, was in Penitentiary. He was the badass guy who was the one who busted the Buster. Oh, okay. The, nice. The, the real good boxer, Leon Isaac yeah. Kennedy. I felt he did an excellent job as the DJ Joyful Jerome. I agree. It was really nice to hear from him. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he brought some uh some some good talent there as a as a DJ. Yeah, so the anyway, levity worked with him. Yes. Um of course the QB calls and he confirms details with, to the DJ and they want the cash in 24 hours. Um then we get this cut scene where two cops are talking, like two detectives, and they're trying to search for the girls and the cop said it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack and of course this other cop is an idiot and he just why would you even do that? Blah 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 blah. You'll never catch me wasting my time. It's this the fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I think that's what probably cops do. Um <laughs> 
That's right. You won. <laughs> Fuck them. That's why. You were you were in denial because yep. it was part of your privilege and that mask fell away. And now you see. Real quick, too. Real quick. That's that mask fell away. <laughs> uh, so um, then the uh, girls hear like the chopper flying above them. They start yelling uh, after they all get each other sat down. Uh, one of the girls asked the girl who went yelling to the window. Well, what the fuck are you doing trying to get us killed? And then that starts a huge cat fight. And finally, um, uh, they get that settled down. And we see the dumb lineman. He's really in. There's this foreign exchange student there who's kind of, you know, very innocent and stuff. And uh, this this dude is really into her in a very unhealthy way. Um, the dumb <laughs> lineman did. And uh, he kind of he, uh, tells the wide receiver that. And the wide receiver, he says that he, you know, he says that, like his tastes suck or some shit like that. Because uh, he has to uh, stick with the girls of color. So, uh, as he is a person of color himself. That so. is the most diplomatic way that you could sum up that entire racist diatribe that guy states. Yeah, I, I, I mean, really, uh, you, you, would you have to pause a movie like this for 20 minutes to try to figure out how you're going to word something? Yeah, it was pretty, it was, it, it, it's just something I can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the trash is back and I am in my happy place. I mean, even though there's who else, who better to describe the black experience in the 70s? <laughs> Ooh, you're okay, bringing that back, that. huh? <laughs> I can't even do that. Oh, boy. Yikers. So anyway, uh, let's see here. So then um, they asked the kid who he likes and, you know, the girl he's kind of been flirting with and shaking her head. So he chooses just uh, one of the girls from the middle class school. So he decides, the wide receiver decides it's beauty pageant time and the winner of the beauty pageant will be able to call home. So... All right, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, uh, this is obviously a ploy, an excuse, and just him getting off on having power on all these girls and them Stockholm syndroming in yeah. a way to try and please him and make him happy and him just abusing whatever yeah. authority and power he has over them and victimizing them. And it's fucking gross. It's very gross. <laughs> so anyway... um. As they're kind of modeling themselves, uh, one of the snotty girls rips another one of the girls' skirts off. And while they're selling, you know, the snotty girls are kind of like, ha ha. The wide receiver says, well, that gives that girl whose dress just got ripped off 10 points. And so then one of the other snotty girls just removes her top altogether. And she gets 15 points. Then another girl, then that other girl whose skirt was ripped off, she takes off her top. Eventually, what we're getting to here is uh, almost all the girls just get topless and skirtless. It starts dancing around uh, mooning people all that they uh, they basically took these girls and turned them into a striptease burlesque review line and yeah. they gave them music along with it they cut the scene and all of that kind of stuff and what they're essentially doing is showing you a bunch of girls being victimized by these dudes and portraying it as they are just having a wild wacky wonderfully fun time yes and it's, it's, well, it's, it's none of that at all. No. Uh, and, and like, they're actually playing it to where they're even having the girls laughing about it all and everything. Uh -huh. But yeah. like the way that they're doing it, where it's almost like they were trying to portray it possibly like the girls didn't realize how grave their situation actually was and that they're young, naive and dumb. And Hey, they think they're just having fun. Yeah. 
So anyway, um, then uh, there's then starts up. Uh, there, there, there's like a dance number. They do they do a dance number. Um, Bringing then, in the whole it's a it's an entire burlesque show that they choreographed. Like clearly they set it up for them to do a burlesque review because that's yeah. exactly what it is. But I mean, th- this seems awfully choreographed for these girls not knowing they were going to be kidnapped. I'm just saying it starts to get a little fishy here. Maybe this money's supposed to be split more than just the four ways. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, but this I, is. I'm, I'm starting. I'm starting to get a real sweet, weird vibe that the chaperone wasn't the only inside person on that inside job. Okay, yeah, I get what you're saying here. Um, yeah. I'm going to give you where I'm going with this and what I'm thinking. All right. Yeah. Um, but I got to get to the end of the 20 minutes because you're going to just like you're probably going to want to argue with me on it. So let's move forward. All right. All right. So anyway. Um, so then they decide uh, the wide receiver picks his top three, and then he says. The only way to decide this is to measure. So he uses his belt to measure their bus size. And um, then the idiot coming to that exchange student girl and the idiot wants to do it. So he takes off his belt, his pants fall down, and then he just tackles her and he gets ready to uh, rape her. Uh, And right before, you know, before he can do that and all the girls are screaming, he is stopped by the chaperone who points her gun right at his head. Because earlier on, I should have said, the chaperone also expressed that she liked the exchange girl. Right. And he, she takes the exchange girl away and, you know, tells all the other girls to get their clothes back on. And that actually finishes that 20 minutes. Okay. I've <laughs> got I've got a theory on this sequence that you were kind of saying where you feel like it's being split more than just a few ways. Like you were yeah. saying that jokingly. Uh-huh. I'm dead serious about this. I feel as though what the filmmakers were trying to do, but also do it in sort of a comedic sort of way, or what I was getting the idea of, is at first when these girls get kidnapped, they're all out for kicks and having fun, and they're even still flirting with the guys when they're in the house and everything. And I do feel like they do establish the girls don't realize the gravity of their situation. Now, I feel like when we get to the part where the competition gets in and they start getting lecherous and sleazy on them, I feel like some kind of weird surrealistic survival aspect to their brains kick in and they start like almost hallucinating or dissociating with what's happening to the point where it turns into like what we're seeing this over the top burlesque review performance that they're doing is how they're convincing themselves of what they need to do to survive and keep going in this situation when they actually are terrified. So like in their mind, this is just a burlesque review. They're just having a good time. Nothing horrible is going to happen if they just keep going kind of thing. But they're doing it as like a defense mechanism reflex to or dissociation, or that's what they're trying to associate, like set up here on the film themselves. Like I'm, I'm actually feeling like this film is working like with reality and perception just a little bit with this because it it does all these weird shots and like even the last sequence that we talked about um, on the clip with the government not wanting to pay for everything. They were making very bold, very specific statements and filming with these wide fish eye lenses and making it feel very surreal, especially when they were shooting the crowd and everything and making you feel very disoriented in that sequence. And then we get to this sequence where they're doing this burlesque review. And I feel like they're trying to give you the feeling of the helplessness and the dissociation and that weird feeling of what you would have in both of those scenarios. And I think they're actually doing it really well. I think it's really well put together. And you may think I'm full of shit, but like, that's just kind of how I saw it. Well, I'll say this. I I think you're right, especially with the... uh, I'm shocked. I really am that you felt that way, too. Yeah, that they're fight or flight. I agree with you for one reason. The planning almost right away for some way to get out of this started right away. And not maybe like a plan where all the girls were in on it, but each girl starts to figure out different ways that they're going to make something Survival happen. instincts kick in instantly like the girl on with these the girls. Fork. Remember, the, 
girl with the fort. Right. Whenever whenever the shots get fired, I think they realize yeah. the gravity of their situation. And then any of the wacky, weird moments that happen in this 20 minutes that we're talking about after the shots get fired and they all have to get on the mattresses and their shoes are being forced to be taken off and I th- all of that. I think they're, no, they're great actresses who are playing these guys and also this chaperone who is obviously um, into the female persuasion as well. And they're using that all against them. I don't know necessarily if I, I know that the dancing and the sexuality thing, I feel like they are kind of trying to take the power of the situation by using their sexuality. Because, again, this is something that all these girls are aware of, that they can no, mani- manipulate people using yeah, the promise they, of what their sexiness is. I mean, they know. I mean, uh, and I think that's established early in the movie when they do it to the truck driver. They know what they can do. So all of this is done with some sort of uh, uh, with some sort of purpose by the girls right even now, when he's like suggesting this well it is kind of victimizing them because that he is making them go through a quote-unquote beauty pageant they even begin to use that against them but i also feel like when it starts getting into the real surrealistic burlesque sort of just almost like david lynchian twin peaks moments of surrealism with what's happening with that performance and the burlesque stuff especially when they set it to music that is you know not being played on anything it's just all of a sudden somebody's head you know like where that we're hearing this from i think we're seeing this performance from the perspective of like one of the girls that's very traumatized and dissociating so she's just like that's how she's seeing it and they're showing us that perspective you know what i mean like i don't think it's like a group thing i think that that perspective is someone who is traumatized to the point of dissociation here while some of the girls that may be participating are pretending to be more into it just to be more manipulative i i I agree that's a possibility but i feel like what that sequence was it's the same thing that i'm getting back to the press conference where you you know once the once the government basically says you're on your own folks the crowd shots become all fisheye and weird and disorienting and i think that goes to be from the perspective of the crowd where when you're in that crowd you just like lose your whole sense of reality warping around you kind of deal whenever something horrible like that is told to you you know well, like and, your kids are going to die and nobody's going to do anything about it you know what i mean <laughs> in a sense we could both be right these are 15 girls none of them are going to react the same right but i feel like it was a conscious choice on the filmmaker's side oh. to make the burlesque part be a dissociative type of identification with it so they could have a little fun with it and so the girls that are doing it could do it and so they could make it feel less creepy and more sexy like i feel like they're trying to have an out by doing a dissociative thing there but i do and feel like for, i feel you're right girls i feel you're right the girls themselves that are participating with that i feel you're 100 right they're the ones that know that they can control the situation by using their sexuality to trick these folks and i feel like that's yeah. that's what those specific girls that are doing this performance are doing i yes. think it's a little bit i think it's both i think i think the filmmakers are trying to do both with what we're kind of saying here yeah because it's it's completely obvious right i'm so. saying the stylized or the over stylized moments are the dissociation everything else is the manipulation i feel like you, it is totally both yeah okay so. so we're in agreement and this is the thing right like i was like this was going to be the movie i'm like okay this is going to be a total fucking sleaze fest i remember this from when i was a kid Matt's gonna fucking hate it and then i start watching and i'm like god damn it am i thinking this is brilliant this is not right no shut up court stop <laughs> things this, can be different i mean don't get me wrong this is my thought process for these 40 minutes that we just went through <laughs> 
don't get me wrong. It's it's all still filthy and all that kind of stuff. But I think there's a deeper message in it than we're giving it credit for. Hey, just because it's filthy doesn't mean it can't be brilliant. Or that uh, not that we're giving it credit for, but for what other people might give it credit for. Right. Just because it's filthy doesn't mean it can't also be brilliant. I'm that's that's, that's a new tagline for cinema psyops, I guess. There you go. Just because it's filthy doesn't mean it can't be brilliant. Well, anyway, then we cut to the um, exchange student is taken into the bathroom by the chaperone and given a bath and the uh, chaperone removes her top and I blanked out <laughs> for a solid 10 minutes and then I, I had to rewind again um, just to make sure that you could get the notes not because you feel like yeah. you missed something while no, blacked because, out because also I looked down the paper and booze just scribbled onto the paper in one whole page I wasted the whole page of paper it just said boobs and I, I lost 10 minutes I don't know what happened <laughs> Well, I have this scene, oddly enough, memorized, so I could probably go through it anyway and hit all your notes. Anyway, as she's watching her, the the younger brother of the quarterback shows up, and he starts watching, and he starts, uh, well, he starts performing a five-knuckle shuffle, and no one, I, 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 I mean, okay. He's looking so, through the door, no one else is coming yeah. back the hall because they've been forbidden, and he just stumbled on it because he didn't know. Yeah. And, all right, I'm not saying that what he did was wrong or right, Matt, but when you stumble on a scene like that and you're all hormones like a kid, I mean, come on. Well, also, also that exchange, come on. They, they, that, not the exchange dude, but that, um, but that, uh, the chaperone lady had been wearing a tank top now for like eight hours and completely nipple, nipping out in that tank top. Like, there's just no coverage there. It's just walking around like that. I'm just saying, all right? But come People on. People are human. Come what, on. What he's doing is wrong. Don't, wrong. I, I mean, I totally accept that, but come on. It's, hey, court. It is wrong, and it's a violation of someone's privacy. But come on! <laughs> also, it's quadruply wrong in that this girl is essentially being sexually assaulted Broom. by a predatory lesbian who is yeah. using her near-rape trauma also, as an excuse to, be... to get herself where yeah. she wants to be. Yeah. Oh. And she was at one point in time an authority figure and is also using that to get what she wants out of this girl sexually, which yeah. is also super gross. And he's watching that and jerking off, and I'm not sure at which point he's more into it. Like, because I don't know what he knows took place before this or if he's just watching it happen. But for us, they're selling us this rape scene as sexy. And then we're watching this guy jerk off to it. So I think they're trying to teach us that this is wrong to like. Yeah. I well yeah I mean not, it, not it, two it, women one bathing the other and trying to make her feel so, better sexually just the predatory aspect of this where she is using this woman's near rape as an excuse to also sexually assault her yeah so anyway then they make um uh, he makes too much of a noise like with the door and he blows his load and has on his vinegar stroke a near pass out blackout fall down moment yeah. and, and makes a noise with the door and that's how he gets busted let that's yeah, let's the, not mince words that's what happened <laughs> that is. And the exchange teacher looks over, and she drops her lighter in the bathtub, and then she chases him down and tells him if he tells anybody what he saw there, that she'd cut his nuts off. Uh, but the exchange student now has the lighter. Yes, she has so, the Zippo windproof uh, super-duper lighter that the lesbian predatorily dropped on her way out the door to cover up what just happened. The uh, radio guy uh, gets into, uh, makes an announcement for the group about the money drop, and that is our next... It is now five o'clock, and to the National American Army of Freedom, I dedicate little lost ladies. But first, first, let me express the hope that you have at least 15 proof. That's right, only 15 proof will do. But in the meantime, here's the sound of little lost ladies. Shit. They ain't gonna get that money for us, man. Yeah. 
this political ball. They'll get the money. They gotta have proof. Oh, fuck him, man. It's a trick. He's just trying to stall for time. Yeah, I'll just take one of the girls with me and make my next call. That's fucking risky, man. And I ain't letting any of these bitches out of here. Just keep your mind in the game and leave this to me, huh? Hey, I am getting sick and tired of taking my orders from you. Look, George, don't do this to us, man. We got the momentum. Let's keep it. So, some dissension in the group now. Yeah, well, the choice of comrades should probably not be based upon whether or not you played football together. I know there's this whole, like, there's no I in team and there's a whole bunch of teamwork, but in football, that's also bullshit because everybody's just doing their job specifically so that they can get the glory well, and the fame, and whenever that and also, fucking goes away, they're worthless. And also, not it's not even just sports-related. If you're putting a team together of something that needs precision and stuff, maybe don't go with a hothead. Somebody who gets <laughs> angry easily and flies off the handle easily. It's never going to go well for you. Unless that person is in charge and is me. Right, Matt? Yeah. No, dude, totally, of course. Everything's going to be just fine right now. Exactly. Now move on. Right. Jesus Christ. All right. So uh, the QB, uh, he takes uh, the lead girl uh, uh, from Meatballs. Kristen uh, DeBell. Kristen DeBell. So um, the uh, then we cut to that young bro, uh, his young brother, and the girl who he's been flirting with. They're cutting some wood and he actually the downers uh he had given her downers so to help calm down the exchange student well she had taken all the downers he gave him and she doused it into the dog's water bowl brilliant so that brilliant then we cut to another girl uh, who was hiding her fork she asked to go use the bathroom well then we cut to the dog has now drank and passed out and passed out in the used did you notice they used wookie Sound effects, Chewbacca. That was Chewbacca. <laughs> kind of. I'm not. I th- I'm not lying to you. That's Chewbacca. I know that. Right. I know. But like, I kind of wonder if maybe Chewbacca's signature Wookie noise may have been taken from a library that might have been royalty free, and then. Lucas somehow snatched it up and made sure nobody else could use it eventually. Maybe. I don't know, man, but that that was just, a, or they just figured, you know, no one's going to care. He, he's never going to know. Right. It's a possibility <laughs> to be either or. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but, but if that, Because that was exactly from, uh, uh, that was a, uh, uh, that was Star Wars, the original Star Wars. That Wookiee, that particular Wookiee noise. It sounded to me like the scared Chewbacca in the trash compactor, too. Yeah, it was, it was kind of um, chewy exasperated. Right. That's, that's that's a that's a chewy exasperated by the situation. Right. Like a chewy right after he just blew a big wad. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um so anyway, um, so then uh, the young bro, he wants to make out with the girl who he's been flirting with, but she says, you know, she would like to, she definitely wants to, but not in this situation, in which the young bro, I guess, understands. Well, you fucking better. Yeah, I mean, you do have her held captive. This is not probably the time for this. We then cut to the girl with the fork, she's in the bathroom, and she's trying to pry boards off the windows using that. So, uh, but she is caught by the wide receiver. He kind of roughs her up a little bit and then locks her in a room. Then I believe he had more nefarious plans for her because he tells the ex- uh, the chaperone that everything's fine and that he'll be right back. When in reality he's going back to that room. The only problem with that is the girl escapes out of the, an open window and, pass, and she gets past, of course, the drugged 
up dog, and she grabs a chainsaw on her way out. Can I just say that this escape is goddamn sexiest thing I've seen in a long time in a movie? It's pretty hot. Like, if she would have grabbed the chainsaw, been able to, like, check it over like she knew how it was going to start and everything, and then just darted off like she was going to do, like, a quick start and attack or something with it. Yeah. And, you know, like, that would have been a little too much. I probably would have blacked out for 10 minutes. But Me too. But instead, she grabs it, she kind of looks it over, and even though she can't figure it out, she knows it's still a weapon, and then she can use it. So she just fucking darts off grabbing the chainsaw and running in a cheerleader outfit holding onto a chainsaw is a fetish I never thought I needed, but apparently I do. Yeah. <laughs> so Clip. um yeah, exactly. Uh so then uh we see uh the she uh runs into the woods uh and kinda just to disappear. Uh so then he the we cut to the QB and uh he has the girl call the radio show and kinda give a lot of details about herself so that everyone knows she's alive, you know, it's her. Um so uh then uh they try to trace the call, but it's there's it's no good. Like there's two many places where they could have been. Um, so then, uh, they're driving back, and uh, the girl talks to the QB, and that's our next clip. What are, you, what are you doing it for, anyway? For the money? Well, at least you're honest. Is it worth it? If it works, it's worth it. And if it doesn't? Things always work out for me. I was all-state high school, all-American college. I had leased cars, paid-for apartments, full scholarships. And I ended up making money doing what I like to do. So what happened? Busted my arm in three places. Kind of like a racehorse that can't run anymore. Only this is one horse that's not going to stop running. Not this soon. That's the whole point. You're going to have to be running for the rest of your life. <sighs> Look, the way I figure you make one big play at the right time, you change your whole life. Pretty risky play. I like to. So would you take a chance with me? What do you mean? Well, look, I'm not going anywhere. Do you think you could undo this? I couldn't do that. You might try something funny on me. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, you would. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, you would. No, I wouldn't. Would you? I might. And this leads to them, well, they, they pull over and they start making out. This and is a high school girl, right? And she's not yeah. a senior. And uh, I know that the age limits, you know, for age of consent and everything were only a thing that got established, you know, in the late 60s, early 70s, maybe. And that were not necessarily always enforced for whatever reason. I know that that was more of a lax thing around this time. But like, this is statutory rape, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's it's totally statutory rape. Yeah. And she She's also the victim of a kidnapping, so it's also on top of everything else, sexual assault regardless, because she could be only doing this out of a fear response from being a kidnapping victim. Well, and you may question it, but then again, this guy is also a kidnapper, so, I mean, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility he would also partake in statutory rape. So, um... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if he's willing to kidnap a shitload of girls for $2 million, he's would also probably be willing to commit statutory rape. And he yeah. also is getting into power trip and he probably picked her for this very reason anyway because she was giving him eyes earlier. Exactly. So, did I even put down, and the QB has sex with a high schooler. So anyway, uh, uh, we see the girl again, she's kind of running in the woods and um, we see the wide receivers after her. Uh, then she runs to the road as she hears a car coming and as she tries to wave it down to yell for help, well, the car's the, it's the QB. So then he gets out and he runs after her. She uses a chainsaw bit and kind of keeps him at bay but he's able to not the wide receiver knocks out of her hand and he tackles her and he kind of roughs her up again and that ends that 20 minutes did that fight with the chainsaw there that was happening with her and the wide receiver make you kind of worry i liked it 
Yeah, but like, did it make you kind of worry? Like, holy shit, is that a live chainsaw? Because when she was revving it up, yes. it looked like the chain was moving. And I'm I, like, what the fuck are they doing? This is dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I was like, um, I was like, that's uh, you want somebody more professional around there, right? Come on, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's it's like when I watched the end of TCM, the original from '74. Yeah, the Denise. sequence where he's spinning that chainsaw around and lobbing it around—that was a live, actual chainsaw with the chain on it. When Leatherface is doing the dance, and Gunnar Hansen is just whipping that around like it's nothing, even at the camera, which has crew and living people behind it. Yeah, and it's just this frenzied craziness. Uh, this fight is a very close second to that for me for just feeling uncomfortable Which, with the chainsaw i think why i enjoyed it right it's, it's it feels it had so, that error yeah it feels so fucking dangerous and you're like what the fuck are they doing i'm waiting for the girl to cut herself or something or the the guy to jump on the fucking chain thinking he's got it and then she just shifts to the side and it's just i think it's because it's so sloppy the way that they're moving around and it feels like it's a live chain and i'm convinced because i swear i'm seeing a live chain moving i thought so too but yeah. uh, it's also dark so they did a pretty good job of you know still being able to see this kind of back and forth but while keeping it dark so if there is no chain on it then they did very well yeah because i thought i thought there was a chain on it and it wasn't like one of those like where they weld a chain on that makes it look like there's a chain moving on the blade and the chain is just welded to the blade and then the the chainsaw makes the noise it wasn't like that like i thought i saw a chain moving or they edited it just enough to where it tricked my brain and i was really impressed with this as well this was an excellently done fight i agree um so now we come into the next 20 minutes they lock that girl in a room again um the girls now they're like all starting to get together and they're starting to make a plan now it seems like they're they're like we got to stop fighting one another and you know we we gotta this is now almost like now they now know how serious this is it's time to handle some business so then the whole night is spent like girls sneaking around they'll go to the bathroom take off their panties they're tying them together they're whispering like the 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 uh uh the lady um chaperone the, thank you the chaperone she kind of gets a little concerned walks around but she can't find anything actually wrong well and they do yeah. a really good job of putting the underwear just up on the other side of the shower curtain where unless you move it you wouldn't really see it and it's above most people's heads too even though it's this chain they're basically making it as long as possible by looping the legs of the underwear through each other to make longer you know like a chain out of it or whatever that they're trying to do you don't know why they're tying them all together all you know is you enjoy watching each individual girl take off her underwear and add to the chain and they make sure that every single girl that goes into the bathroom you see them do this but they don't linger on it longer than it's just enough of a shot to watch a girl pop her underwear off underneath a cheerleader skirt and and to get titillated by it. Like, it's fucking brilliant and sleazy yeah. all at once. Oh, yeah. So now the next day, and it's time to get paid. The QB and the little bro, they go to go get the cash. They call in with instructions. Uh, and then we also get cut in. More girls are going to the bathroom, taking off their underwear. So um, they, uh, at the hotel location where the money drop's supposed to happen, there are undercover cops at all over the place. Then the radio guy, he comes up to a payphone. Uh, he bugs it so that he can listen to it, and he calls him. He's told to take the money and put it on an elevator and then mark the elevator for the eighth floor. He does that, and of course, cops are going up to the eighth floor. We see more underwear time. Then the little bro, he jumps into the elevator that's empty. He was on top of it, switches out the bags, and hops back out. Um, then we cut to uh, the snob girl. Uh, she, one of the snob girls, she actually wants to talk to the wide receiver and takes him into a bedroom. Um, 
Um, as the elevator gets to the eighth floor, cops see it. No one's coming to get it. Then uh, the snob starts making out with the wide receiver as the girl takes all the tied up panties from the bathroom out so he doesn't see. Um, and it's a big mass of panties. Yes. The cop calls, uh, you know, the radio show guys and say, congratulations, you know, you kind of, you passed the first test, uh, so now take the bag and uh, you take it to this train yard. Um, so uh, then as they are riding, a cop and some other guy riding down with the bag and they're kind of talking and the cop's trying to brag about some chicky he boned. Um, all of a sudden you start to see dust falling because the, the floor is giving out where the little bro's standing on top of the elevator. Well, uh, they get out they leave and the doors close right as he busts through so they you know he busts through but they don't notice um so uh then um we cut to the train yard where the two detectives are riding a little kid train and they actually talk and that is our final clip we'll give them five more minutes you know this is just like a tv show i saw a couple of months ago yeah yeah see what these guys did as kidnapping and, uh, and they pull the same thing. You know, having somebody uh, bring the money to the lobby of the hotel and all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, put the cash on the elevator the same way. Only, uh, they did one thing that was different. What was that? Well, but they had a guy on top of the elevator. And when the bag was in there all by itself, he, he slipped down, grabbed the dough, slipped back up through the trap door, and his partner was waiting for him all the while right here in the lobby of the hotel. God damn it. Check that bag. So they get the bag, and it is full of newspapers. So they realize, whoopsie. So um, they head back to the hotel. Uh, we are back at the house then, and um, one girl, uh, two girls start like a fight about being on each other's mattresses. And then while they're fighting, and they're trying to, you know, the chaperone, the other, you know, people are trying to break it up, the other three, the exchange girl lights a book on fire using the lighter. So during all this mass confusion, the girls tackle the chaperone and really start, like, just holding her down and kind of beating the crap out of her. And, uh, they tackle the idiot who accidentally shoots himself in the fucking foot. Well, um, the way they tackle him and the way he was holding the shotgun, that was an inevitability. I was yeah. actually concerned he shot one of the girls, because they did have some blood splattered on him, and I was really concerned. Then when I realized he only shot himself in the foot, I laughed my fucking ass off and cheered. Oh, yeah, that was great. Um, and then the wide receiver making out the snob girl realizes, you know, that something's happening, so he comes around and out, and that's when we see they used all the underwear tied together to trip him, and he falls. Um, and then they start beating the shit out of him. Uh, all the while, he's calling for his dog, and the dog's just asleep. Uh, the girl who's roughed up gets released, and they tell him that they're beating the shit out, out of him. They're gagging the chaperone. Then the girl takes a running kick and kicks the wide receiver right in the nutsack because he deserved it. Not only does that, but she actually grabs her shoe and puts her shoe on to make sure she does more damage. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which he he earned he earned that shit. Um, and they very rapily rip a chunk of the tube top thing, or not tube top, but the yeah, tank from top the thing. That the chaperone, the chaperone, and that's what they used to gag her. It's very yeah. like it's a very like. Um, it's turn vengeance. around. Oh, yeah, it's not just vengeance, but it's more like a sort of like with what we had with Hills and Hills Have Eyes, where these people were so brutal. Now we have to rise above and become even more brutal to outdo them. Or is it more like um, I spit on your grave? It could be. Yeah, it's more like a rape yeah. revenge without yeah. the 
type thing. Well, other than the without forced the rape. Bur- without the without the rape, rape, other than the forced burlesque scene, yeah, which yeah. we already kind of talked about. But this and the uh, exchange student kind of got you know the closest with what happened to her. So right, which is probably why she's not the one that got the the kick. No, the yeah. one who got to kick him, she didn't get raped, but she got pretty roughed up by. She him got beat up physically. pretty good. I think yeah. the foreign exchange student should have actually gotten more of a go on the lesbian who well, predatory her, and then the guy that shot her shot himself in the foot. That was why they're, why they're, she gets a little line at the uh at at the woman's expense though at the chaperone's expense like same the same kind of bullshit the chaperone was trying to feed her yeah she was uh she was giving it right back to her okay that's all right I feel like that's okay enough but I feel yeah. like she should have done something to the lughead that jumped on her ass like that oh right. I think they figured as long as he shot himself in the foot. Yeah, they um, felt it was okay enough, but I'm not letting him off with no, a pass No, she should have, like, shot him in the fucking she should have. She should have kicked him right in the fucking foot no. that he shot. She should She should have blown his fucking head clean off. He's an idiot. Yeah, that's... So, see, the film's got too much of a wacky vibe for that. Yeah, it's, it's not dark to, like that. Yeah, it's still trying to be fun and whimsical and make it more comedic. Like, with the way the dog is rolling around and, like, trying to react to his master... Whenever the guy's trying to whistle as he's getting the shit kicked out of him. Like, it's, yeah. it's all done very cartoony and fun, which is why I picked the style of music yeah, that I it's picked. Supposed this. To, it's this supposed to be like a comedy, right? Yeah, it's very so, but it also has yeah. very creepy, weird moments. So it's like this, like, weird back, back, exploitation like then, horror comedy thing. Yeah, but just like back then, that wasn't viewed as creepy. Well, that's the vibe I get, so let's move on. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying back then, that wasn't creepy. You know, we can look at it then. I'm sure back then, this was viewed as straight up comedy. Just zany. It's zany. Yeah, it's like a, a zany action comedy, but it's very cartoony in the way that the girls are getting revenge and then also the way that the they were kind of you know being victimized they tried to make it as fun and playful as possible you're right um so so now the guys they walk out of the hotel and a cop stops them just to ask them some questions they decide to run and they're all running around and everything and the little bro gets the car and the quarterback throws the bag into the car it's a big old football type thing and then the qb jumps in the car and they speed away uh then we see the girls are on the bus and they have the kidnappers on the bus with them all tied up and ready to go and they watch the QB's drive the QB and his brother driving up and they block the road but after what was an entirely too long kind of stare off smile between the lead girl who the quarterback statutory raped and the quarterback smiling at each other they move the bus and let those two go because I guess they were the most chivalrous of the kidnappers uh, they're driving away the girl the one girl who had been flirting with the little brother yells for him to call her and uh the then the girls drive away and roll credits Okay, so it's going through, and we see the cat and mouse game, the development, and then the girls fucking win. And as soon as they take over and we see them driving off on the bus, I'm like cheering, I'm super happy, and then they do this even more surrealistic, weird, wacky sort of, well, damn the man, you may have kidnapped us, but you two were charming and chivalrous, and you know, you just need the money, and then you're done, you'll never do anything like this again. Whereas this other group got real rapey when we were left alone with them, so they need to get punished for what they did. A weird 
exactly. fucking moral lesson. Like, you know, kidnapping itself isn't necessarily bad as if you're you hot. treat them nice. If you're hot. Yeah, and you're hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> It's it's the it's the sacred rule that everyone on like Reddit even says. Rule one: be attractive. Rule two: see rule one. <laughs> right. It's a little weird. It's a little wacky. But everything else has been so surreal and so over the top that like ordinarily I would be like, oh fuck you. But the way that they play this off, it brings me to the thing that you said that I didn't want to comment on until this point. Are there more than the original team working together in this kidnapping? Like I'm. I'm thinking maybe not the girl who was flirting with the young bro. No, Kristen DeBell's character, I think, was part yes, of this. Possibly. I think I think the lead girl of the middle class school was definitely, yes, a part of this. I cannot argue against that because there's enough stuff in the movie to where I feel like they intentionally implied Although, that wait, wait, she was on. a part of it. Yeah, hold on. And I have one amendment to that. She wasn't a part of it at the beginning or else that conversation with the QB while they're alone would have made no sense. Like, why are you doing no, this? Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, she's Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, like, but but midway through it, I guarantee something that wasn't shown is they talked where they're going to meet, and after her cheerleading thing's done, she's going to go meet up with him and share in the riches. I believe she did become a part of it. That's why she moved out of the way. And then the other girl wanted the guy to get away because she was hot for him. Yeah. Because rule one, be attractive. Be attractive, right? So I feel like she's going to kind of go in on it too because, like, he probably had a conversation with her about how he's only doing this for the money for his brother and for himself, and you know this is not something he'll ever do again. And so she's kind of like, hey, he's going to come into a bunch of money uh i think he's you know not so bad so let's go for it you know is what she was kind of into and yeah. she didn't want to have sex while they were kidnapper kidnappy because that power dynamic would probably carry over into the relationship because that's something that you know would have ended up happening and so now if she finds him later on you know after all of the, the heat cools off or whatever then maybe this will be okay you know and so the conversation on the bus ride is trying to somehow convince the other kidnappers that the you know like not to rat out who the guys are or at least convince the other girls not to point out that the guys if they show up later on in these cheerleaders lives are their kidnappers you know, like, like how do you do that unless they run off with them but it's like this whole weird surreal film and like when I when I put this on the list, dude, I so was like, this is gonna be so fucking grimy and it's gonna gross Matt out. That's the reason I picked this up because I remembered it feeling and, and really gross tell you and the, grimy. The guy that I was true when this started, I also thought the same thing. This is gonna this is gonna gross this is gonna gross me out. This is not good. This is not what I <laughs> Right, right. I, I bought, mean after <laughs> after coming off of the last two weeks. <laughs> I'm like, well, this is just right back into the shits. Right, which is what I was totally expecting because my memory of this is it being a lot more sleazy and grimy than what it actually is. Earlier in the recording... All right, I'm going to take some really weird sides on this film. I'm going to take some really weird stands on this film, but I'm going to do my best to hold my weird talks between the 20-minute segments when we hit it, okay? All right, sounds good. All right. All right. I kind of feel, Matt, and I'm just going to say this now, I kind of feel like we may possibly have a horror house on Highway 5 situation with this film. What do you mean by that? I mean that we're going to start off feeling one way about it, but as we talk about it and as we get into it and as we break it down, we're, we're going to feel a wholly different way. Right. And I feel like we're going to start off by groaning and being upset about the movie. And I feel like we, we could possibly get to where by the end of it, we're going to be like frustrated at how much we enjoyed it. Like, I feel like it's going to be the same thing. You know, I, 
you're you're probably right, but let's let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to ruin anything right now. All right. Well, I'm gonna ex- I'm gonna excise this part out, and this is gonna be an outtake. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. But then, okay, if that's the case, yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from. Cause yeah, I'm a little bit annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Good. So we're gonna we're gonna put this at like the very end of the review after I do the break sign right. thing. I'm gonna yeah, say that I'm we called it right before we even went into the review that that's probably what's gonna happen, and we'll see what happens. All right. We now return you to the regular episode because I feel the filmmakers every bit were trying to make it this slimy, greasy, sexy, you know, romp kind of thing mixed in with this kidnapping adventure. I feel like the thing that saves it in this is the way that they actually are like saying these girls are aware of their sexuality. They're not going to be ashamed of it. And they realize how they can use it to manipulate people to do what they need to do. And then when they all work together and when they all stop bickering and, you know, that whole team spirit kicks in with the cheerleaders, they come up with this completely stupid plan that would never work in reality but because this is a zany comedy and a cartoon of a film it fucking works it's hilarious it's awesome they kick ass they take names they win the day and then they let the most charismatic attractive chivalrous of the kidnappers go or at least our lady who we think may be in on it through Stockholm Syndrome let them go she drives past the police and you see the police turn around and chase the bus you know she's doing that intentionally to help those guys get away exactly right and so that's how the movie ends with the rolling of the credits and by the point that happens I'm pissed off at how amazing I think this movie is and I'm like I was expecting this to be garbage how dare it be so fucking good yeah how dare you make this decent right <laughs> right so like cheerleaders wild weekend does not sell what this movie actually is i don't know if you saw on imdb what the name of it that it was listed as on imdb like as the actual title oh uh, no i didn't i didn't see okay let me go back because i was looking up all the actresses trying to figure out if one of them was in friday the 13th for you and th- they weren't as far as i could tell the okay. great um, uh, you're right it's it's the one that i was thinking of yeah. is from meatballs right okay so it's called the great american girl robbery oh jeez Jesus Christ. But if you think about it, if you're watching a movie with that title, you're thinking of wacky, zany, kind of sexy spoof, maybe like like with the greatest whorehouse in Texas, you know, like that kind of feel of, you know, you're thinking it's going to be like this kind of weird, zany comedy with that title. And I think when they call it cheer, Cheerleaders Wild Weekend, they're trying to make it feel more sexy, exploitative and gross. And then when you read the description about them getting kidnapped, you're like, holy shit, this is going to be even more gross. So I think the other title works, even though it's really fucking bad i think it works better to describe what the movie is and how the beginning starts where it's like ominous music where you're meeting the girls so you think something ominous and bad is going to happen to all these girls yeah the the movie's it's it's quite ominous music like right in the beginning it's constantly setting up a feeling and a tone and a thing that you think is going to happen and then subverting that with some kind of weird zany wacky comedy moment that you were like what the fuck like and it's and also like uh, some of the stuff where the guys are trying to be all pervy and dominant on the women it gets turned around on them and they're shown to be like these scared inadequate little boys at certain points you know especially mr temperman they are right yeah. especially mr temperman whenever it gets turned around on him and like you know the girls are like you ain't got nothing basically adam anybody who has a really bad temper like typically and like is a real hothead is typically somebody who's afraid deep down inside and they just let anger take over I'm not gonna argue with that and uh just fucking at me next time dick Dude, Jesus, I didn't mean you. Of course you fucking did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> For all the joking, you're honestly not a hothead. 
No, because oh, really? I no, because I control it really well, but I've got really bad fucking anger issues, man. Well, okay, but anger issues are very different from being a hothead. No. A hothead a hothead does believe it or not, a hothead doesn't really have anger issues. A hothead is just constantly scared and doesn't know how to do anything but lash out violently about it. It's fear aggression is what a hothead usually is. Yeah, yeah, fear aggression where you know, having anger issues could be anything from, you know, you get fucked over in your childhood to, you know, just being a general dick. <laughs> Um, Chinese menu, little column A, little column B. Yeah, 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 or yeah, you could be a little bit of everything. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's. Or uh, you could just do it like I do it and just handle all that shit with copious amounts of different chemicals. All right, let's move on here. I think we're done talking about the movie. Um, yes. I, I'm pissed off at how fucking much I loved it. It's uh, me too. So I, I will- it's so fucking good. It shouldn't be, but it really is. And then we have to look up that chaperone and see what she was in. <laughs> I have a feeling a lot of them came out of the porn industry and then did this movie. Okay, that's good then. That's good. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break here while Matt Psyop does some deep dive on that actress's <laughs> name. It's, hey, it's called research. <laughs> we're going to play a promo from Corrupted Youth. We'll have a little bit of music that fits with this weird, wacky, creepy, zany comedy shit. And when we come back, we'll do some Psyop news. Taste colors beyond any known spectrum as phonic euphoria cascades into your consciousness. Observe the laws of physics no longer applying to an existence that confines. Space and time will unravel and reform to a screaming new dawn, bursting with infinite possibility. It's as easy as listening to the Corrupted Youth Podcast, where the father-son duo of Dan and Brennan explore the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of Golden Age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler-heavy fashion. Corrupted Youth Podcast is available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and more. Take a break from reality, unlock your infinite cosmic potential, and become a dongle. totally just picture one of the girls creeping around trying to find her way outside sneaking out you know running like with a chainsaw they could have totally put this music in there and it would have totally worked oh yeah completely <laughs> it's not just an excuse i'm making because i'm wasting time until i say the line give me some news. Uh, this is from Christopher Page. Trump supporter trying to trigger liberals by aiming gun at his crotch ends up shooting himself in the groin. Drop the humongous ball. Actually, you have very little if you needed to point a gun at your balls to prove a point. I'm, 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 you're really owning us cucks. I'll it's tell micro you that. penis time. Hey, you know what? If you want to fucking own me as the liberal that I supposedly am to you, shoot your fucking balls off. It works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're doing well. You want to own Some the libs, t- shoot your balls off. I'm, I need a clip here. You want to own the libs? <laughs> 
<laughs> you want to own the libs, shoot your balls off. It works. Yes. Uh, some Trump supporters will step at absolutely nothing to show liberals they mean business. Afraid of vaginas. Apparently, shooting themselves at the crotch. At least that's what one man in San Diego did. Jump the humongous balls. The man is a member of a Facebook group called, for whatever reason, Loaded Guns Pointed at Penis. Your cum will probably taste better. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a group where Trump and gun-loving gents post photos and videos of themselves pointing guns at their genitals to prove a point about what kind of shit stains we are. It always comes back to dick. America is a bunch of cunts. <laughs> ah, all right. So anyway, uh, and we are. Uh, pulling so, it just uh, to pull it. Shooting it off just to shoot it off. But this particular man, things went very sideways, and he accidentally shot himself in the testicles while filming. You can't pay your bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. That's in all I have. <laughs> the video, which has since been removed, the man aims a forty-five caliber M1911 semi-automatic weapon at his junk. Your That's silicone brief- penis budget is out of control. Uh, <laughs> there is a brief pause, and then the gun suddenly fires, splattering blood everywhere. As Vice reported, the man later posted a gruesome bloody photo of the accident, captioned with what must be the biggest understatement in the history of English language, saying, Hey boys, I might have fucked up. Uh, and the back to dicks. The photo showed the man's naked legs and the blood spattered carpet beneath him. My dick yes, and balls are worth a lot more than $60. <laughs> well, the, apparently this guy's wasn't worth nothing. He has a <laughs> towel stuffed in his crotch, and we promise we're not making this up. A printed copy of the Constitution is at the edge of the frame. <laughs> You might assume the gent stopped posting and, oh, you know, called 911 maybe, but you'd be wrong. He posted it again, this time with even more interesting caption, bragging about blowing his balls off. He, this is what he posted. God's caliber went through my scrotum. Mattress box friggin' floor. That's an odd flex. That is a really weird flex, bro. I started doing drugs after that. Yeah, I would. He did finally go to the hospital, not that he had much choice, where he posted yet again. This time, proudly pointing his finger at his crotch like a gun and another unhinged caption bragging about and we cannot stress this enough blowing his balls off i'm already getting arrested i might as well grab this guy's dick quote turns out it wasn't a graze that route went right the fuck through him what i thought what he thought were two graze wounds turned out to be an entrance and an exit wound but what everyone realized he is literally bragging about shooting himself in the balls <laughs> this is the weirdest flex in the history of weird flex i it, it just remembered this guy votes vote Counts just as much as yours. Let that sink in. Um, so what on earth is going on here? No one really knows. Many people think it's about trolling liberals. Uh, well, Vice reports that it's uh, about uh, uh, interesting disagreements about gun safety between warring factions of gun nuts. Either way, it's the stupidest thing anyone's ever done. And Twitter couldn't help but laugh. And of course, they went. If you want to see it, find uh, Christopher Page posts of this group. There's a ton of shit of Twitter replies for it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we're not reading all this. I, I'm not reading all of them. I'm just, I got Botox in my scrotum. So you're that, basically reading this uh, whole article so that people won't judge you for the fact that I got Botox in my scrotum. That's smarter than shooting it. 
<laughs> with God's caliber. What a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's a 45 in God's caliber. Threw a scrotum and he bragged about it. Okay, well, yeah, actually, if Three you- Three different tweets. You know what? If you really want to own the libs, like if you really, really want to own the libs, if you want me yeah. to shut up and just stop oh. talking about it, just shoot your own balls off and you win yeah. the argument. Dude, totally. I'm, I, I feel so owned right now. I'm devastated. That was devastating to me. I sincerely hope that no other conservative will own a lib in such a way as to shoot their own balls off with God's caliber. I, God, if they do, I, I, I probably wouldn't even be able to vote. I, I would be so owned. No, I would still have to vote, Matt, because that would be un-American for me not to vote. But maybe my vote would change if more. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. <laughs> I can't it, yeah, do this. I this mean, is this is getting dangerous. We gotta cut this off. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta stop doing that. <laughs> Fuck. Dude. All right, and I'm not reading another story. That one was longer than I thought, and it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, that we're, we're not gonna come back from this in no. any way, shape, or form. Jump the no, no, that was, <laughs> Yeah, that was just too perfect. Can't I, love get any more perfect I love how much more of an idiot this guy is for fucking humble bragging and then straight out <laughs> bragging about shooting himself in the fucking dick. <laughs> he did. He humble bragged about shooting himself in the dick. <laughs> yes. Oh, I feel so owned. <laughs> fucking stupid liberal cucks don't you see what he's doing he's playing chess while you're playing checkers <laughs> if you enjoyed this show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell mean power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shade Cast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
lament just a little bit more. <laughs> a little death metal style there. I still, it's, it's gonna tickle me for a while. <laughs> I feel like the entire time the Ending Legion show promo was playing, I heard you laughing at the background. <laughs> I was, I was. Yeah, I'm gonna have just, to. I'll be editing that out, but like I could tell you were laughing your ass off. No, it's totally the fine. I, the more I think about it, the funnier it fucking gets. <laughs> I mean, you mean tragic and sad. We've been owned in such a way that we'll never be owned this well again. Like I know, I, I feel, I feel so broken. <laughs> My entire spirit is ruined. I will never fight for civil rights again because someone shot their balls off. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking. I guess we gotta be Trumpers now. I mean, he really showed us the way. <laughs> I mean, if that's what they're all gonna do, then yes, I would continue to be shown the way. <laughs> We gotta stop. That's really getting okay, like liable. Gotta, gotta, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. Don't, stop. don't shoot your balls off, you fucking idiot. Or, or do. I'm not gonna tell you how to live your life. But if you'd like to find more instances of how I would or would not tell you to live your life, the best place to do that at is at our <laughs> landing and launching page. I can't do this. Legionpodcasts.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. <laughs> If you would like to form a support group inside our fucking Facebook group for those that have been owned by having someone shoot their balls off. You can join our Facebook group on Cinema Psyops. I am on Facebook as well, although I have been owned. I am Court Psyops. How could you be on Facebook? You've been cucked so hard. <laughs> Matt will no longer be on Facebook because of how hard he's been cucked. I just, I can't handle it anymore. You can email feedback to Matt in support of his tragedy right now. Psyopmatt at gmail.com. Oh, I might die. <laughs> this is what they're going to do. They're going to make me laugh so hard. I'm going to die. This is their plan all along. You can email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. Let them know that it's not funny that a careless idiot shot himself in the balls. No, it's real fucking funny. I don't, I'll, 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 I'll record on that. I don't care. You can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest that leads to idiots shooting their balls off that is Twitter. Oh, my God. Listen, I, I, I kept thinking Twitter should go away, but now I'm thinking we should give it another couple of years. I mean, I don't know, man. It's becoming great. <laughs> I am at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyop Matt. We're also available on the Instagram where I am posting some tasty-ass, high-quality stolen memes for the people. Only the greatest our memes are shared there. That's all. It's all ours. Everyone's. It's wheeze. The royal wheeze. It's great. <laughs> While you're out there being completely careless with your own testicles and gun safety shoot the fuck out of your balls <laughs> and then the rest of you people that are actually intelligent kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch
Portland. Oh, okay. I was getting worried there for a second because I didn't hear you right away. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, I don't need problems tonight. I'm no, falling right. apart as it is. Dude, oh, I almost had a mini like breakdown last Monday. My Audacity program, while it was saving my wave file for you, uh-huh. crashed. It was missing it- chunks. I had to replace it with um, the audio last week from the you- Skype side. Oh. I always record the Skype side just in case. Oh, thank God. Well, it crashed and I was like, fuck. And then it still saved the file. And I went through the file and I kept hearing me talking because you know, I don't hear you. Yeah. And I went through different parts. And I'm like, all right, it looks about the same length. So, well, fuck. I'm sorry. Then it did. It did fucking crash last week. But uh, you, I, and I didn't know you. You did that with the Skype. Yeah, I, I do. Fucking my fucking pants. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've been doing the Skype thing for a while. Yeah, um, I've been recording like, on your side, yeah. All right, all right good. Oh, yeah, I, I about ready. I just like, all right, well, fuck well, everything then. It's easiest the way I have it set up is I just pan you to the hard right and I pan me to the hard left. And then yeah. I just make the audio coming out of the recorder mono so I hear it in both sides of the earphones and we're yeah. good, you know? <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. So that's how, that's how I record us, man. So it's, it's going to work out just fine. And I'm slowly but steadily, as fast as my computer allows, downloading movies. And you should see I've been removing the movies I've been downloading. So Okay, good. Yeah, and go ahead and do that on the movies folder, too. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, uh, yeah. I'll uh, I'll get back into it tonight and see what I have left to get downloaded. Okay. But there should be space for you to up- upload more movies. Okay. Yeah, I just would rather get a bunch of them out of the way, and then we'll just have them transferred over. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I got almost a year's worth on that thumb drive, so I know we can do it. Oh yeah, I I'm almost positive we can. I know for a fact. All right, are you recording on your side yet? And I am right now. One, two, three. All right, let's fucking go, man. Trying to put on the game face and pretend like nothing's wrong. Yes, everything's fine in our world and nothing's gone wrong ever. Now, I know we don't normally talk about topical stuff, but this is like the Entertainment Tonight news version of PSYOP News that we're going to start off the show with. Can I also tell you the problem with the Republican Party and on top of that, then... Nope, because that's psychosemantic territory. No, 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 because it it goes with this very topic. And also with... I'm starting a timer. You get three seconds. Go. With, like, the religious people. And sis, I never would have heard this song because I'm so far out of the loop of any thing that's cool because again i'm middle-aged and i just don't know i would never have known about this unless they made a big deal about it yeah i mean you do have her held captive this is not probably the time for this right you do not find love in a kidnapping unless it's a cult you shouldn't find love in a cult either the heart wants with the heart wants matt god damn it i told you to stop reading those pamphlets you're gonna get in a lot of trouble just saying <laughs> i'm only reading the ones i write <laughs> those are the ones i told you not to read i'm really good at what i do <laughs> You've brainwashed yourself. (laughs) (laughs) My cult pamphlets are so good, I joined them myself. (laughs) Splattering blood everywhere. Blood jizz. Blood jizz. Blood jizz. Um, Hold on. Uh, I'm not hearing you. Are you talking? Yeah, yeah, hold on. The the article, the website's fucking horrendous on mobile. Oh, okay. Uh, um, No problem.
there being completely careless with your own testicles and gun safety, shoot the fuck out of your balls. <laughs> and then the rest of you people that are actually intelligent, kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. <sighs> I got the worst fucking headache from laughing. <laughs> I almost puked. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Oh my god. Oh, the, the little key break. The key flex that he shot himself in the fucking nuts. <laughs> so fucking dumb. All right, you better, oh, you better stop recording. You know, god save me. I sometimes, I fucking love the internet. I swear to god. <laughs> it giveth and it taketh away. Yeah, I, I stopped recording. Oh.